Hello, and welcome to Back into Thrones. I'm Joseph. And I'm Michael. Today we're going to be discussing episode 9 of House of the Dragon, titled The Green Council. And this is a little bit later than we usually do it. We just had a very busy week. Yeah, it wasn't intended to be this lately put out, but stuff happened and... Life. Yeah. Life happened. So, we're here now. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like... I don't think there's too much to talk about this time around. No, probably not. And also, we've also had more times, more time to get in our minds what we've been thinking to and process it more than what yeah. we usually do. So it's not really an immediate reaction, but it still is a immediate reaction, just a later immediate reaction. Yeah, exactly. So we would like to give a spoiler warning before we get into it. Basically, like if you haven't watched House of the Dragon yet, yeah, or like read the book or anything like that we're not going to spoil anything after like anything post episode nine from what's in the book but just so you're aware we will be talking about the books and stuff and all like game of thrones song is and fire all that yeah and potentially history but we try to keep that at a minimum we we try (laughs) i think we've been doing pretty good with that yeah i just like my tutor references (laughs) yes are you ready joseph ready as ever let's get into house of the dragon Episode Recap Our episode opens in the immediate aftermath of Viserys' death. And we see the Green faction launches a coup in which they plan to install Aegon, Prince Aegon Rhaenyra's younger half-brother, as king. In the process, they end up killing Lyman Beesbury. The uh, only person to actually stand up for Rhaenyra's rights, other than Sir Harold Westerling of the Kingsguard, who just steps down from his role as Lord Commander. Alicent and Otto both disagree on what to do about Rhaenyra. Alicent thinks they should spare Rhaenyra and negotiate, whereas Otto thinks she should be killed immediately. So this basically leads to a race to find King Aegon, who is missing. Whoever holds the king holds the throne. And the realm. Alicent ends up winning through help from her son Aemond and Kristen Cole. And Alicent sets down the law that he's gonna, Aegon will be crowned the next day in the dragon pit. Meanwhile, Princess Rhaenys is in the city and is broken out of her prison to go back to Rhaenyra, but she is brought into the crowd going to the dragon pit to see the coronation. Aegon is crowned king, and even though at first he didn't want it, it seemed like the cheering of the crowd convinced him otherwise. Until... Melis, Rhaenys' dragon, bursts out from the ground and takes Rhaenys out of the city after killing a few people. <laughs> but not the Greens, who she notably spares. spares. Episode Rating One thing I want to make clear about ratings is something that I've been thinking about for quite a bit. So I don't know if I've discussed where each ranking in the numbers makes an episode in the first episode or whatever of our show, but I've been thinking about what it means now. A rating of 10 makes it a fantastic episode. 9 and 8 would make it a great episode. 7, 6 a good. 5, an okay or fine episode. Four and three, a bad episode. A two and a one, a a terrible episode. And then a zero is need I say more. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to make that clear before I said what my rating was for this episode. And this one was an eight. For me, and honestly, this is the only episode that I've experienced so far that I was debating whether to make it a seven or not. Really? Yeah, this one was an episode that I was kind of in the process of, is it a good episode or is it a great episode? I didn't think it was a fantastic episode, but I do think it was a great episode. And I think the reason why 
I did the rating I gave it was for three reasons, which I think we're going to discuss in this episode. One is the Green Council itself, which might seem confusing right now, but I will get into it in a little bit. The second thing would be the Laris and Allison scene. And then the final thing would be the Dragon Pit itself. Those are the reasons why I gave it an 8. And honestly, there's still room to make it a 7 or a 7.5. And I will discuss that later. Okay. But the reason why I'm hesitant is because this episode did make me think of Season 8 a little bit. Okay. But only in the, as I will say later, only in some things that just sounded flat out ridiculous. When you say it on paper. But it's actually interesting to see how it worked on screen, where season 8, it wouldn't have worked on screen either. Do you mean, like, in terms of, like, our interpretation versus, like, the writer's interpretation? Not even that, though. Just that, too. But, I mean, just the way they discussed stuff that they decided sounds a bit like how did that sound right and versus how did it actually look good. Because it worked. Where, as I said in season 8, it didn't. And I also made an eight because I think there's been talk, I've at least you've told me that someone said that the Greens can't hold their own episode. I disagree with that. I think Olivia Cook, Reese Ifans, and Fa- Fabian Frankel, uh, the actor that plays Eamon, whose name I'm blanking on, Ewan, Ewan Mitchell, Mitchell, Tom Cardi, and the actress that plays Helene. I think Phoebe, yeah, Phoebe, it's like that, yeah. They all can hold their own scenes. They're all oh, terrific. Oh, they're great, yeah. And the scenes that we have with them, let's not even talk about Eve Best because she's not a green, but she was fantastic too. I don't think it was that, but I think it was the direction they went in that was off and jarring in some aspects. Yeah. But the greens can hold their own episode, in my opinion. Yeah, I will, I'll give my rating now. I, I give an 8.5. An 8.5. Yeah. So a little bit higher and than mine. I think my biggest ep- issue was that it definitely slowed down, and it felt more focused on this hunt for Aegon through the city, which is something in the, I guess, book spoiler. In the book, it's like two seconds. Like, they, they, he's in a brothel, that's it. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that one in a later episode, so yeah, don't definitely. worry about that. But I, I felt like it kind of, like, slowed down the episode unnecessarily, and it was kind of like, I feel like the show kind of failed to explain why Alicent and Otto were both, like, rushing. It was only after Alicent confronted him when Aegon was found that I was like, oh, because... Whoever holds the king holds the kingdom, and they both disagree with how to proceed further. No, I disagree, because the Green Council session itself made that clear. No, it did, but I didn't understand why there was such a seek. I, I, I don't know, for some reason, it didn't communicate to me why this was a race to get to Aegon. I will say, I was. Ho- I wish we kind of saw that um, Otto Hightower and Allison running down the halls of King's Landing looking for Aegon. You know the scene in yeah. The Death of Stalin where um, yes. his daughters are there running to her because yeah, I... like, they want to get her affections? I kind of wish we saw yeah. that. And they arrive That's in the room. For, like, this episode was good at establishing there was a coup happening, but I kind of wish they focused more on the coup. And like I said, it also turned that hunt for Aegon. Like, we got some things where Otto was like, bend the knee, do this, execute these lords. I wish they did more of that. I agree. I feel like there should have been I think for an episode on the Green Council, there should have been more Green Council, like them scheming, them taking power. I feel like they kind of they kind of quickly got that done with like, okay, hunt for Aegon. I will say this: the rainy scene at the very end of the episode was amazing. That definitely saved the episode, and my interpretation of the ending is a lot better than the writers. And you mean writer or writers? Well, I guess writer because like, it's just one writer, one who writer, made it. but still, I guess. But my, my interpretation is better than that. I will say. I think if you interpret it the way that Sarah Hess, the writer, interpreted it, yes, season eight level writing. But my interpretation makes it like 
yeah, that's Westeros. So it's something I could dismiss easily and just make sense. Yeah, I, I think this episode was the weakest one of the season. Doesn't make it a bad episode, but it definitely, every other episode is definitely better. Yeah, I think this one was the weakest for me. Yeah. But not because the Greens can't hold their own episode. I just think that some of the stuff they chose to do was a bit off for me. This is the episode where it's like, I would have done this differently. I would have done that differently. Like, that's how, like if I could have wrote the episode, I would have been very different. Yeah. Episode overview. There's one thing that I think we can both agree on in this episode. I'm sure we can agree on a lot. What is that? But for this case, this episode definitely was, in the entire season, the most that felt like Suetonius from ancient Rome wrote the script. <laughs> Tacitus, not even Suetonius. What's the difference? I know you know more about Tacitus it. Tacitus is more detailed. Okay. Okay, good. More scandalous. He's the, he was the, he's, he's the He's the better writer. You've got more of a narrative from here where Suetonius wouldn't do chronological. Okay, forget I said that. I mean Tacitus. Tacitus. I mean, there Dick. are just specific scenes that just felt like this is a Roman history being written Basically, for us. Basically, felt like a Roman stuff. For yeah. example, I mean, we'll get to this later, but the Alicent and <laughs> yeah. Laura scene, it feels like something that Suetonius would write about. It, like, it feels like something Messalina would do. It felt like Sarah Hess was like reading some Roman history. Like, wow, this is like... I can't believe they got Tassus on the writing team. Yeah, exactly. And then the scene where the Aegon and Alicent are in the carriage and she opens it up to reveal the dagger feels a very like an Agrippina the Younger thing with Nero. On his way to like being made emperor, it feels or like Olivia and Tiberius. Yeah, I'm so into Roman history right now. This is yeah, funny. it just it feels like something that. And then of course, what's the scene? I, oh, Aegon being found underneath the altar in a temple, straight well, out. It's a, it's a that's, I, I could see Tacitus saying that about someone. Yep, actually, there's, like Agrippina grabbing Nero. There's actually a specific scene that I might talk about in a later episode about okay. the history in that, which well, you, you might under know when I get on, there. on Roman history real quick. I have heard one person, the Dragon Demands, um, he's a YouTuber, I heard him say that basically Fire and Blood, at least like the first like 50 or so, the first like 50 or so pages, whatever it is, is basically like reading, I, it's like I, Claudius. If you dragons. don't know what that is, that's a TV show yeah, I, Claudius, in the 70s. Yeah, George Martin loved this TV show, it's based off a book. It basically chronicles from like Augustus's reign to the um, death of Emperor Claudius. And basically like the way, like, yeah, so basically like, George was definitely inspired by those the history that we're specifically talking about when it came to these events. So when he writes this, he's definitely thinking of, like, Tacitus and Suetonius, like, the yeah. scandalous stories. Yeah, so just getting that out of the yeah. area, because I was just thinking about that a lot this week. Well, Plus, oh, yeah. I guess I can have a segue here. Okay. With Tacitus. One thing Tacitus loved to do, his favorite stereotype, was the evil woman. And yeah. We don't get that here. No, we don't. They very much toned down how unlikable Allison is. And I think they did that because I think they realized it was necessary. Because few people would be greens if the greens weren't likable. And I mean, it might be. It's actually interesting because I was watching a lot of reaction videos and everyone was saying, I don't hate Allison as much as everyone else does. And I feel like. No one hates Allison compared to how many people said they don't actually hate Allison as much. I think it is a consensus that we're all reaching now because the show has definitely made Allison more sympathetic. And some fans have questioned this because it does, at the same time, take away her power. And that's actually a complaint I have with the season overall, which is that it seems like, which I will talk about when we review the whole season, it seems like 
they're making focusing too much on theme over story which i will get more into in a later date yeah. but if that doesn't make sense like oh thematically it makes sense for that alice isn't actually as much in power when in the book it's kind of not the case well this is what we have to talk about this is why this is why i'm kind of more okay with this going back to tacitus george Martin was inspired by that stuff George Martin is not writing it as fact what happens. Oh, yeah, of course. He's writing it as a history. So it's easier for a narrative, a sexist maester, to put all the blame of this war on a woman, a power-hungry woman. So I can see in actuality, the woman wasn't so powerful. It was the men around her operating, and she was part of it, but she wasn't, like, the prime mover of events. And that's actually what I wanted to get into next. We're going to go to the Green Council. You ready for that? yeah. I it was a very well done scene. It was one of my favorite scenes in the episode. Definitely. But there was one flaw. There's that but yep. And I think I already agree with you. Why did they just do what happened in the book? Yeah. So in the book, it's one of the few points that we actually get pages of dialogue. Pages. So it's weird to me that they just didn't use any of it because they debate about Rhaenyra's succession yeah they they talk about it it's really good scene this is going with what i said earlier in my the ratings had i written the episode i would have dedicated a good 20 minutes to you that could have and that's why i think that was my problem with the allison being less powerful because that was kind of the flaw in that allison that scene is very much with otto hightower directing what happens i agree so if they went down that route the scene would have been longer, and there might have been less of my complaints for later. It would have also taken away from that Aegon hunt that I did not like. So the Aegon hunt was fine. I don't think it was that it big of a deal. It dragged too long for me. That's the thing. I think they could have made it a bit quicker. I think that better time could have been spent on focusing on the Green Council, especially considering the episode is called the Green Council. I agree. So I'm actually going to have fun with that, because I think I mentioned before that I'm planning on doing a episode where we talk about all the things that get right and wrong with the book and well this episode from what i've seen so far it seems to be lacking very much in accuracy so i can't wait to actually get into it and i do want to mention that sarah hess is the one that wrote this not ryan condo which i find interesting because he's the one that's very dedicated to the source material yeah so i think it's it's you can kind of tell when the writer doesn't isn't as much into that as you as the others it's interesting because because i like sarah hess because sarah hess wrote episode five and in her interview for the episode she said really good things so it felt like she got it and now it kind of feels like a little bit going away from that but yeah. i'm not i'm i'm willing to give sarah hess another chance because episode five was a really good episode. it was and like i said i liked what i heard from her and i feel like she got it too I so w- i'm willing to give her an episode season two to see what she does with that i will say there are things that does make it a, make me a very wary of her writing, and that is something that she did in episode six. And I didn't like the reasoning, mm. and I think I mentioned it before, what but was it? it was Lena's death, where the where she said that that was on how Lena dies in childbirth. But that's exactly what happened in the book, so I don't know how we can just ignore that. But that's neither here nor there. I, that's I an, didn't care for that. Yeah, that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, we've already talked about that in its own right. And we probably will be talking about it again in a later episode when we review the season overall and the history. Yeah. Going back to the Green Council, though, I, we really talked about Allison because I feel like we kind of did. We, we were talking about it, but it's like we didn't really get to it, though. They really did take away her power, her agency. Yeah. But at the same time, they didn't. 
So a lot of people say they take away Allison's power, but at the same time they don't. So how I see it, they took away her power because she was like, oh, Viserys told me in a dream. I not a dream. He told me about like Aegon being king, and there, and it's revealed that all the lords of the small council have already been talking about putting Aegon on the throne in place of Rhaenyra without her knowledge of it. So they're going around the queen who's supposed to be the leader of the faction and is supposed to be the one leading this cause. Which is odd because she's regent. Yeah, exactly. But as the scene goes on, she also takes some power back by being like, by debating with her father. And then, what's his name, Jasper Wilde? He tries to talk like, like, oh, you have to understand. She's like, one more word I'm sending you to the wall. So she's establishing, I still have power here. I can do what I want with But then it's quickly taken away again because Tyler goes, fine, what do you want to do? And she has no answer because she doesn't know what to do. Yeah, because she doesn't want to get rid of her friend, or old friend, I guess. Whereas Otto's like, you gotta do what you gotta do. Like, if you're gonna take the throne, you have to be willing to spill blood. Yeah. And it's funny that Otto was the one saying, oh, Rhaenyra will kill your children when there was no evidence of that. And here they are putting Allison's child throne and they're gonna kill Rhaenyra. It's an interesting... It's interesting how the Greens became what they said Rhaenyra was going to be. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm not surprised of. They're hypocrites. Yeah. And they're war-making. They are. Yeah, they're the, they're the ones who started the war. Yeah. Allison thinks she's justified, but no one else really buys what Allison it's is It's kind saying. of like Allison is resting in the comfort that, oh, Viserys said this. But I think even she knows it's a lie. No, because there's a scene where Aegon, where she tells Aegon, and he says... He had he didn't want me to be king, and she goes, that's not true. And she looks away from him. She can't look him in the eye and tell him, no, that's not true. Because she knows it's not true. She knows it's not about her son. It's not, which I did like, because a lot of people were concerned in episode 8 that the war broke out because of a misunderstanding. And the answer is, no, it didn't. They were planning on doing it anyway. It's just Allison's justification. It's Allison's way of coping with the fact that they're usurping the throne. It's not so much a... Because she would have told Otto that he's dead... And they would have done that anyway. Just, she wouldn't have had that assurance that, oh, Viserys said it. Oh, Viserys said it. This would have happened anyway. Yeah, she. what happens in this war, she can tell herself, Viserys told me. Viserys told me. It was the right thing. He told me. She can shift blame off herself and onto Viserys for whatever happens. Yeah, everyone else. Yeah, it keeps It's her, not her. It keeps herself out of blame. Even though she is the one who wore the green to the wedding. She's the one who tried to stab <laughs> Rhaenyra and all that. Like, you know, she is very much part of this but this is her way of deniability yeah exactly i don't know if you wanted to is there any more you want to say Kristen cole's a dick yeah i feel like that's something we everyone in the world can like agree on poor live and beesbury doing what he had to do actually i saw this um this might have been in watching it, some youtubers video i forget but there was a comment saying that rhaenyra made Kristen Cole the way he is and like they're justifying why they're on the green side being like rhaenyra made him an incel no, I'm sorry. You don't spend 10, at this point, 16 years in that much hatred, and it's because of Rhaenyra. That's something that you've had inside you your whole life. You're not that bitter. Rhaeny- you know what I mean? Rhaenyra, ju- Rhaenyra had sex with him once. And then he, he got these ideas in his head to save his honor because he had sex. And keep in mind... He was very consensual in that moment. He didn't... He wanted to do it. With the time it took off that armor, he was very consensual. So it's not she made him that way. It, it was... He went with her. And he made his choices. And, and so, he's mad at her because he, his dick got hard. And he wanted to change... He wanted her to change her life for him. And not make himself hit her mistress. Yeah. 
He's an Absolutely. Incel. He's an incel. There's no justification. Kristen Cole is the worst character, just behind Lara Strong, who we will get into in a little bit. Yeah, no, I think Kristen Cole's worse. No, I can't say that. With Lara Strong is worse. Well, I'll think about that. They're pretty on par, to be honest. They're not far off from each other. Because Lara Strong, yeah, he's... Well, we'll get there. But he does have coordination. He does seem to have aims. Like, Kristen Cole's just a rogue who hates Rhaenyra so much that he'll smash a guy's head in with a stone. For no reason other than Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra's bad, bad, bad. She made me have sex after I wanted to do it. I hate her. She corrupted me. Yeah. Um, and also, he ha- he holds Allison in too much high esteem. Every woman is to be spoken of with reverence like the mother. As he said, he clearly sees Allison as the Madonna to Rhaenyra's Jezebel. He does. He sees Allison as the Catherine of Aragon to Rhaenyra's Ampelin. Aww. Well, yeah, Ampelin. Don't compare Catherine of Aragon to Allison. I'm No, I'm comparing how Kristen Cole <laughs> oh, views I that. I know what you're saying. I just don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, my history. I was going to say a Roman one, but all the women there are evil, apparently, according to Tacitus. Not all of them, but I can't think of them at the top of my head. My point. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, Kristen Cole is the worst. And the fact that he draws his blade in his Lord Commander right after. Yeah. Like, as if he's, like, justifying himself. Like, like yeah. I have, like, I will not suffer insults for the Queen. And Allison's like, um... Allison is weighing over her head. She had no I, idea. I think she realized in that moment, like, a good damn old man has just died. She's the only person that seemed to react to Lyman's death other than... The Lord Commander Harold Westerling. Yeah, who who straight up left. He's like, nope. Yeah, he done. he knew this is too far, and I think Allison thinks it's too far. But it justification, and also she's it's her child being involved, so she can't exactly dissociate herself. And she's already in. She's in. No matter what happens now, she cannot change sides. She cannot leave this. Yeah. She is in this war, and this leads to the discussion between Otto and Allison about what to do with Rhaenyra, which leads to. The long, long... It's not that long, okay? It's long enough for me. It is long. It really... For me, it just drags. It is long, but I think... I think... The only problem that I wasn't too much into was the... No, I can't really say it, because there was characterization. I can't deny that there wasn't... It wasn't necessary to see where characters' allegiances would go. Mm. And where they stand. You know, in that context. But I didn't need... What I did yeah, like compared to the book. was the Cargyle twins and how they're looking for Aegon and like Eric is like being like we can't follow Aegon like look, look at this and then Arik yes oh, I know pick. I know their names are confusing like mm-hmm. Arik is like no this is fine like I liked that it gave me a good idea for who the twins are it was very well done and also the fighting pit scene very much Rome something Tacitus is writing about or maybe the history whatever that book is called the one later forget the name. The one Tassus wrote? No, no, the one during the crisis of the 3rd century. The Historia Augusta? Yeah, that one. That one's a bunch of crazy stuff in there. <laughs> none not, of it true. None of it true. I should read that. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, so they go looking. There's not really much to say. At least like Missaria, and then they find him in the sept under like a, the, the candles. And Kristen Cole gets him and he's brought to Allison. And here's Allison's power. She establishes to her father... I have the king. We're doing it my way. Aegon will be crowned the dragon pit where everyone can see. He's got to get Aegon the conqueror's crown. He's got to get his sword. And everyone's got to be happy. And we're going to negotiate over here before we try to kill her. 
Yeah, I mean, she definitely does take power with her, but then she quickly loses it in a minute after that. How? Where does she go next? Oh, I thought you were talking about with Otto, because Otto, no. like, Otto tries to take it back. Like, she oh, beat him. Like, like, you look so much like your mother. And actually, I wanted to note how interesting it was that she does look... You know how in episode one, when Allison visits Viserys, and she says, I brought a book. She has the same hairstyle, same look. So she do, that is what her mother dressed as it looked like. Yeah. Interesting. Just I, I do like her that. reaction to Otto, though. She just like turns away. She's like, I'm done. Yeah, because she knows he's just not going to work with her. Yeah, he's going to do his own thing. And then she loses her power because... Yeah, I mean, large. a lot of people were having a problem with it because it was a, a foot fetish thing. I, I don't care about that. Like, if he, like everyone has their own kinks, you uh, know, you do you. They're... I'm literally cringing over here. No, what what's weird to me is that he's doing it to the queen. Because she is the queen. I feel like you don't do that. And I think that, it was, again, going back to the thematic thing, is that thematically it makes sense that Allison's in this world has no power, but it doesn't really make sense in a story-wise sense. Which actually, as I said with thematic, it's interesting to see how Game of Thrones had very lacking in themes, and this one has overly into themes. Yeah, I see what you mean. Which I will get to another later date, but I do find it interesting that things are, oh, well, thematically it makes sense, but story-wise it doesn't make too much sense. That's just me, but... I mean, the the scene where Lars does, you know, have fun with himself, as we'll call it. That was weird in itself. I don't think it worked too much. I think a lot of people were... It's a kind of a joke where everyone's saying, Oh, incest is fine, but oh, my foot fetish. That's true. <laughs> uh, for me, foot fetish isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, but, like, uh, you no, know, not for me. I mean, I personally don't get it, but if you want to do that... Have fun, you know, go. But it's just weird how Lars is doing it. I feel like it could have been done better or the scene wasn't necessarily needed. I feel like if I this episode wasn't in there, it wouldn't have changed the episode. I agree. Well, it does establish, like, Missaria. Like, they, they burned but down they, her house. They, they didn't need the foot thing. I, I mean, know, but one, that, that, I mean, the foot part itself, but the conversation is... Because at the end of the episode, they're burning down Missaria's house, which will probably lead to more important things. You know, yeah. the character. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that's enough of that scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just segue too, because it shows that Allison serves men. She claims to be serving, like, women. Like, oh, we can't, we have, like, just go to the rainy scene, because that's what she says to rainy. Yeah, that's how We have to operate behind the scenes. We have to control the men. But as Rainy says, you're seeking to make a window in your prison. And we see that with the Lara scene, because she's still serving men. Yeah, Lars, very much. Lars gets feet. literally serving men. <laughs> yeah, serving men. Like she claims that she's doing yeah. th- good things for women, but she's not. I guess the only solution I can have to why Allison is doing this to herself is because she knows what Lars is. Because we know in episode six she was freaked out by what he did to his own family. So I think she's thinking, if I don't give him what he wants, what is he going to do to me? True. That's the only. That's the thing I would say, but it's still. And that's also, the queen. He's, use, he's useful. Yeah, he gets it done. The house is burned down. Yeah, but on the Rainies and Allison scene, I did really like that scene. I think that was one of the strongest points in the episode. Because mm-hmm. they they lock her in. It's like we can't we can't risk having you go back to Dragonstone yeah. and using bring your dragon to their side. Yeah, it, and it's interesting how Allison appeals to Rainies, being like you should have been queen. She's not wrong. No, she's saying, 
you should have been queen, but your gender put you against that. That's not where we're supposed to be. And Allison, Rainey's like, the hell you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, you, I should have been queen. Then Rainier should be queen then. By that logic. Like, you're saying, you're admitting, women should be, it should not be a problem for women to inherit the throne. No, it shouldn't be. And it's interesting how Allison has accepted her position in society. Where yeah. Rainey's and like Rhaenyra and Missaria and a few other women probably well, don't really. Rainey's, yes, but also sometimes she has seemed for the last 20 years to have accepted it. No, she accepted that she's not going to be queen, but she hasn't necessarily accepted the fact that... Well, I guess this episode was kind of her rise to be like, I'm not being like Alicent. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's where she went because I don't think it was... Because she and Corliss, they're not the same in the relationship as Alicent and Viserys or Emma and Viserys. It was very much equal. They kind of had as much power with each other. They kind of understood each other and they loved each other. And they seem to be working together in most aspects. So Rainey's found her own place in society where she can be equal to men. For, at least in marriage. Yeah. So, you make of that what you will. I agree with that. And, basically, the choice is join us or stay locked away. Yeah. And... Rainey's shows neither. <laughs> well, Rainey's got out. Thanks, point. because, as the episode was establishing, Eric Cargill is non favor of this. And so, basically, he frees her and... They escape, and she wants to get to her dragon, Maylis, in the dragon pit. But Eric is like, "We can't. They know you're. They know you'd go there. You're not safe." Meanwhile, he's wearing Kingsguard armor. That no. See, this is one of those things where it's like this one was definitely more thematic over story. But I'm going to defend this one. This is the only one I really am like. This one was work because this is something that actually has happened in the book series, A Song of Ice and Fire itself, where there's this character Ars Oakheart, who also comes to. A coup, or not a coup, but a yep. scheme and a plot, wearing Kingsguard armor, and the character in, in the perspective of things, that's dumb. But there was a point to it. that It was where he found his honor. So this is Eric declaring he found his honor. He's not going to hide. Yeah, because when he's serving Otto and trying to get it's Aegon, concealed. He's, he's not wearing yeah. the armor. That's actually a really good point. So that's, that was the theme and story, and I think it worked. I, uh, yeah. In that case, I definitely agree with that. And basically, they, they get separated by the crowd, being forced to go to the dragon pit. And we get Aegon's coronation, which I think the scene was very well done. Oh, yeah. before Melee. It was very well done. Like, watching that happen. Like, I mean, the thing is, though, I wish Sunfire was there, because in the book, Sunfire was there. I think that would have made it even cooler. But I did like how, like, at first the people were kind of, like, silent, but then they, they clapped, and they're kind of like, oh, we're in, we're in. Yeah, because the elephant in the room is Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra, like, wasn't she supposed to be queen? Isn't that the whole, what we've been hearing for the last 20 years of our lives? Yeah, but it seems that sexism has prevailed and they decided to be traitors and declare for Aegon because, oh man, never mind the fact that this man is a rapist who condones children killing each other in a pit and also has his own well, children going to be there. Well, you know, Rhaenyra fathered bast- I mothered bastards. Yep, she's, well, she's a, you know what, uh, yeah, a W-word. In, in the eyes of sexist Westeros, she's the bad guy. But Aegon, he can just take anyone he wants. He can just sentence children to die for his own drinking pleasure. Welcome to history. Welcome to Game of Thrones. That's yeah. it. That's it's, just it. It's fun on this side of the... <laughs> yeah, really, it is annoying. And that's why I'm on the black side, because... The blacks may not do everything right, but they're certainly more in the right. And, like, um, we're not, like, 
with this show, we don't justify what the other side does unless we think it's justifiable. If they do something that's shitty, we were like, yeah, we 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 were fine with saying yeah, what they did was shitty. Like yeah. Damon killed his first wife. That was a shitty thing to do. I like the character still. Yeah. I mean, we're not biased. We're not biased. No, but I'm saying like it's like as long as you can admit that they're not like great people, it's fine. I've seen people saying Brynira is not a great person, but I haven't seen what she did wrong yet. I'm still like, I mean, like she does. She also she has done things that I wouldn't that I wouldn't consider like the best. Like I mean, like you know, like like Mike, like, what? <laughs> like you know, I mean, like it was agreed though that they could that she could have an affair. Like, I guess trying. I guess like in a way, she's gaslighting everyone to being like these children are legitimate. Like we can all see it's not the case. Like I get that's her. That's the biggest. No, problem. let me let me just put this to bed right now. Let's just get this out of the way. Her mother is Emma Aaron, whose grandfather was an Aaron who likely had darker hair. That's where it comes from. That's it. Well, I know, Wait, but in the eyes of the people of Westeros, like Wait, let me is- just keep going. Allison Hightower has red hair. Yet none of her children have red hair. Aegon had mistresses. We don't know what their hair color was, but his chill, his bastard child well, had white hair, silver hair. So genetics are just don't work. Genetics are all over the place, but in the eyes of, I mean, George Martin's genetics are really not that complicated. It's very, he very much is like, okay, hair color. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, but you, really you, have, you have a point. But it's definitely in the show, they're definitely not. Yeah, you know, yeah. Lainor's <laughs> children. So it is de- she is basically gaslighting everyone to being like these are legitimate. Like no, I mean the thing is though. Corliss supports it. Viserys supports it. Like, Lainor support it. Like, so I mean, like, everyone who's the most important people involved, they're all okay with what is happening. It's just everyone outside of that is not. But it's, like, kind of like, who are you to say? Everyone everyone who's the closest in on this doesn't care. And let's just be clear. Jace is just going to be a better king than Aegon. 100%. He would be. He yeah. is more dedicated to ruling than Aegon was. Do you think Aegon really deserves a throne? No. So if you're a green supporter, you're just supporting the wrong side. There's that. I mean, you're... Su- I'm sorry. I'm so sorry if you're a green supporter. I hope you don't get mad at me, but you're supporting a rapist. Yeah. Like, he took a woman by force in the last episode. He sentenced his children. I will say this. I will say this in defense of the, sh- of the green faction books. The show is clearly making the greens worse in some aspects. In the book, mm-hmm. like, there's no account of Aegon doing what he did. But I'll also say this. Team Black just killed a bunch of people. Brynira was not behind that, and you know it. Yeah, but still, I'm just saying, everyone's gonna be doing some stuff. Here. Yeah, of course. This is a war. No one really comes out looking... I should honestly not say that, because... Well, we'll get there eventually with this show. We won't be talking about it now, but... Let's just say I am very biased in favor of Rhaenyra. We know this. In all aspects. We know this. Anyways, so I guess it gets to like the big scene... Of episode, of episode 9. Yes, this is why it's a penultimate. I've heard someone say that this is not the same as a regular penultimate because it didn't feel the same. I'm going mm. to say this, though. Usually for a penultimate episode, it's usually the last 10 minutes, maybe. La- it's the last moments that make it a, fen- a big yeah, episode. It's usually it's not, battle. Whole, it's not a whole episode. You're thinking, they're thinking Battle of the Bastards. But if you look back at, like let's say, like season 5, Dad's Next Pit, most of the episode was not like around that. Think of the Red Wedding itself. Most of the episode was not the Red Wedding. It was, I mean, it was the build-up to it, but it was not like, I wouldn't say it was like the, what made the episode. Yeah. Like Ned Stark's execution. That was the last two minutes of the episode. Well, that was the last 
five, ten minutes. Well, you know, so I'm like saying, like, for someone to say, like, oh, the whole episode's been like that, you're just thinking about the Bastards and you're making that your law code. Episode 9 has never been like that. Or yeah. a penultimate episode, I guess. It's never been the whole episode has to be, like, the most mind-blowing thing you've ever watched. It's usually, like, the last 10, 15, 20 minutes of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Just, in fact, Battle of the Bastards, I think, was only 11 minutes yeah. or 15. And in terms of that, this episode does serve with it. Yes. I mean, the coronation scene was amazing. Now, I'm going to say this about the scene where Rainey's comes out. So, I liked what Ryan Condal said. He said that it was Rainey's Phoenix rising from the ashes thing, which you can clearly yeah. see she's rising from the dust. But, I will say this was Sarah Hess's idea, and I did not like how she came up with the idea. Well, how would she come up with the idea? They were in the writer's room, and she just said, what if a dragon just comes bursting out of the f- floor? And I, my first thought was, how does that even sound like it makes any sense? No, it does. I'll say that. Because the, the, we know we know from the way the dragon pit is framed, that's how they come out. Like, it bursts out of the floor. But yeah, but the, the, the doors... The, no, no, I'm saying... Down, it's ve- I can see what No, I'm just happened. saying, I, just, I can't see how that was such an idea that was like, Oh my god, that's the best idea I've ever heard in my life. Let's make sure it happens. No, it, I, I'm going to disagree. And I, I'll say, because they are in the dragon pit... We know that Rainey's has went to... Like, we know... I can see where she would come up with that idea. There's just one specific aspect I don't agree with this scene. Everything else I'm fine well, with. I would consider this. And it worked. It would have worked. It could have... I'm saying... Well, it could have been... It would have made more sense had it... You heard the... Ching, 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 you know, the chain, and then you see the floorboard going down, like, opening. Like people are falling down them? Because that's where... Because the people are staying on that door. No, I don't care about the... I just say, I care about people. No, no, I know what you're but saying. saying. My problem wasn't the fact that people got killed. It was the fact that... No, no, what I'm saying is like, like you're saying suspense, people would be falling. It wouldn't be like a quiet, like people would be falling. No, no, I'm saying there. you hear, like you start hearing it and then you see it slide down. People slide down with it. I'm not saying that. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, but like... Oh, that's fine. And then you see Melee's climb out. That would have... I don't know how, why they didn't do that over... Bur- Both, they work when you watch them, but I don't see how saying that's what happened. Yeah. When, the way she said it made me think... It sounds a bit crazy, is what I should say. If The way she said it just came up with the idea, it sounded like, it sounds a bit nuts. I don't know how that will work. But it did work. It worked. It did work. Claire Kilner is a fantastic director. We have great writers who made it work. If this was season eight, it would have looked ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I don't mean this scene. I don't mean this scene. I mean, if it were a D&D, right? If it were, I don't think if it it were a D&D, right, it'd be like the Daenerys with the wings. It would have been like a really cool shot in a really crappy situation. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. It'd be really, like, cool in a really... Yeah. But that's why I... I when Sarah has said that, it did make me think D&D. Something mm. they would come up with. Okay. That's what. That's why I'm nervous. So, my biggest issue is not really with any of that. It's just the last two seconds, basically. Because, like, she... Like, I mean, she didn't mean to kill anyone. It was merely trying to, like, so get, move around. So, a lot around. of people were saying that, oh, Reese, Oh, she's not... She spared the Greens, but she killed a bunch of people. I will say in this show, they do make a big deal about they don't care about the commoners. So it, I mean, they're elitists. They're they're royalty. They don't they're and and not just royalty. They're Targaryens. They they literally think they're like one with the gods. Yeah, my defense would be that they just declared for Aegon. They're just as much of traitors as anyone. But she else. didn't kill the main traitors. Yeah, but but it's fine because I get it. like she didn't she didn't blow fire. She didn't have them Melis eat these people. Melis was trying to walk around. Yeah, that was yeah. Like it like and we don't know this too. This is also up for debate. Is there another way out of the dragon pit? Because if there's no other way out of the dragon pit, this is what she has to do. Well there is. I think there is, but is we, there, don't we, there, don't we don't know if we don't know 
Well, we saw Cyrex, how she got in there in a different episode. It wasn't episode. through the main doors? No. I thought it was through the main doors. No. Rhaenyra... Well, let me say, I'm so sorry. I should say this. From the basement. It seems like the only way in is from the top floor. Well, I thought that was the basement because Rhaenyra lands and there's like, it looks like a cave that Cyrex is walking into. I thought it was the back. We don't see the back doors. I don't it's know. By like that but stage. my my argument would be that that it probably they could close that those doors. So I was gonna say it doesn't matter what I say. There's likely the doors are closed. My thing would be though that as with season eight is that we're making up all these excuses for something that they could have made more clear. One hundred percent. But that being said, what was I gonna say? <laughs> that being said. I think what the showrunners have said this is that Rainey's was sending a message, so that discussion is moot anyway because she was making a message. So they, it doesn't even matter. She was making a statement that you guys are dumb. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, my biggest issue is that she spares the greens. Yes. She could have ended the war right there, and she didn't. And I, I don't really think anything like bad of it because in my head it makes sense. She didn't know, she she wasn't sure she wanted to be the one to kill, like, these, I mean, I guess not innocents, but, like, the main argument I find is kinslaying. Because those are, that is her family. And even though they don't talk much, it's not like, you know, your normal family, they are family. They are related by blood. And in Western society, something the show never really focused on in the main series, is that no one is more cursed than a kinslayer. Yeah. So, and yes, in an elitist Targaryen's mind, it's one thing to be, like, stomping on people with your dragon and another to kill your kin, who are also royalty and Targaryen. So in Rhaenys' mind, it's, it's easier to spare them than anyone else because, mm. you know, she doesn't want to be a curse like that. Yeah. So, but that's not the reasoning they gave, but it is my reasoning. What was the reasoning they gave? Because I want to discuss that. Sarah has said it's because she looked at Allison and saw, like, a mother... And didn't want to kill a mother, even though she probably just killed a bunch of mothers. Yeah, I mean, we can argue the whole commoner thing again. Yeah, but, but still, it just doesn't. I don't. I don't doesn't work I'm not well. a fan of that thing. But what does save the this thing is, I think Eve Best's argument I like better. Okay. So I found it on the Entertainment Weekly <laughs> article that she was uh, interviewed on, and what she said it's about the whole thing. It's it's the pinnacle. It's the moment when she shows herself to be the greatest possible ruler. It was the most outrageous and explosive action of the season. In a way, it's also the most merciful and most graceful act. It's because she's so intelligent and in the end chooses to do the right thing, which is not to destroy. It's a truly forgiving moment and sort of a loving moment in a weird way. She has all this, all the ammunition and the desire for revenge is so great. She suffered so much loss and for her own sake and on behalf of so many others, the urge to destroy is so strong. And yet the choice not to destroy becomes even stronger. That's the mark of a greatness, of greatness, I should say, and a truly inspiring moment. I think actually one that is particularly resonant in the, this context of where we're going through right, oh, of what, sorry, of what we're going through right now in our world with everything that's going on with Russia. The choice not to drop the bombs is the greater choice. I like that argument. And I can see people arguing, well, she just crushed a bunch of people. But one thing is she didn't mean to kill those people. That was just that was just kind of collateral. It wasn't like she was intentionally killing them, and also commoners like they they're yeah. elitist. Like at the end of the day, you have to accept these people are elitists who would, who wouldn't give a crap if you died. Yeah, I agree. I think she says more, but I'm not sure if this is about the same thing. So I'm gonna read it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you just want to cut it, you can cut it. 
she says, Allison really proves herself in that scene. I think Rainis has taken her very much for granted as somebody who doesn't really need to be paid attention to. And she so shows herself to be somebody actually to be reckoned with. I think there's a kind of mutual... Oh, uh, wait, no, I think this is later. Never mind. Cut that okay. off. Anything else to say about this episode? Yeah. So the final thing that I kind of want to mention is um, Rainis' armor. Oh, that was so cool. So it was very cool. My first thought was, where did it come from? Probably left with Melee's. So what she E. Best said, this is what the final thing I want to say, because I think E. Best's reasoning saves this... This is what saves it for me from becoming a 7.5 or a 7, is E. Best's own statements make it make more sense than what, let's say, the writer said. And she said that rain that's her dragon riding armor. Like, that's what she wears when she rides a dragon. She brought that with her to King's Landing. It was probably underneath her cloak the whole time she was walking with Sir Eric. She probably put it on because she meant to get to her dragon. And then he said no. Oh, that makes sense. Because also, I was going to say, like, we saw Kristen Cole's armor getting taken off, and that was 10 minutes. You really think Rainey's put that on five seconds? That's true. So I would say that Rainey's was probably wearing it the whole time in her getaway. In case you need to defend herself, too, because they're out on the street. Yeah. And um, before we conclude this discussion, I actually have one question for you. Yeah. Was this Rainey's Ned Stark moment? The mercy? Yeah. Much like how Ned... Yeah, because a lot of people are saying, oh, she's so dumb, like... Ned, well, I don't think Ned was an idiot for what he did either. I think he underestimated. And I think Rainey's underestimated. Well, not underestimated, but I think she decided that... I mean, when you really look at it, the Greens haven't actually done anything to warrant death. In fact, I will say the last thing that will make this a seven is seeing what happens in the next episode. So if Rainey's comes in saying, go to war, you could have ended the war right there. So why are you telling me you're going to if it doesn't, then I'm If going it to, doesn't match, I agree. You can all assume that I'm going to make this an episode of seven if she does. If she wants peace, then I'm going to leave it an eight. But as far as we can tell, Rhaenys is not the one who wants to start the war. Yeah, she doesn't want to be the first. She doesn't want to be the first one to draw, like, kill someone in the green Especially side. when it's not really her war. She doesn't really like Rhaenyra. Yeah, people said, yeah, well, her grandchildren are there. I mean, she can probably take her grandchildren out. They don't have dragons anyway. Bela has a dragon. Yeah, but we haven't seen Moondancer yet, and Moondancer is small. That's true. She can probably just be like, no, like, you're not doing that. Like, I'm sure if Rainey's really wanted to, she can keep them out of the war. So, I mean, that would be my reasoning, and Eve Bess's reasoning and your reasoning all make sense, and that's why I think this is not a seven compared to Mother's. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Rings of Power. The season finale for Rings of Power was kind of a mixed bag because, in my opinion, it was the best episode of the season. It was very well done. I kind of liked the reveals a little bit. It kind of got me fangirling a little bit, fanboying. But it also rides on the fact that the rest of the season wasn't as good and the build-up to said reveals aren't that good either. So it's like, I would give the episode like an 8 out of 10. But, yeah, I would. that's what I give the episode. But, like, it does ride off the fact that the other seven episodes were not as good, I guess you could say. So, I mean, like, I'm excited for season two because I hope that they can make it even better. And this is, like, a way to go upwards. But, yeah, there were great moments. There were great reveals. But mm, it just, like, it, the season itself leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'll probably rewatch it on my own time and just, just see how, if it works as uh, watching it all at once. But 
watching week by week definitely didn't help with it. I but I am excited for season two and they're filming right now, so hopefully we'll be in a year or two we'll be able to see what that is. Conclusion. One thing I want to say before we leave is that that I wanted to mention before that I totally forgot is that there were quite a few parallels to episode four, which makes sense because the director was Claire Kilner. One that comes to mind, and the only one that comes to mind really right now, is the uh, Kristen Cole and Eamon in the streets of King's Landing walking. They very much parallel Damon and Rhaenyra, especially in outfit. Yeah. Damon and Eamon are wearing their cloaks. Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole have the same, like, headpiece. Not the same, but they look very similar. And it's actually interesting the differences where Kristen Cole and Eamon, as they say, are not here for depravity, where Rhaenyra and Damon are are yeah they were you know they went to that brothel the pleasure pit and here Kristen cole is well they're going to the these same places but they're looking for Aegon the depraved yeah that's just i thought that was interesting but i'm sure there are other ones but i can't think of them right now interesting parallel i like that but uh that's all we have for you this time. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back in a few days, not a week, in a few days. Yeah, so Hopefully. congratulations. Hopefully. And we'll be talking about the finale, because this yeah. is it. And what's it called? The Black Queen. Oh. That's what I heard, at least. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. I'm kind of sad, though, because like, like, I'm so excited for this episode, but it's like, we've been waiting for this for so long, and now it's like, over? it's going to be over. For two years. For like two years. So we waited two years before. Oh, my God. We, we waited, like, since 2019, we were waiting for the show. Oh, longer. I know. But we're gonna be sad. Yeah, mm. I'm, there'll be a hole in me after this. But we have this podcast; so we could talk about it, and then, yeah, we have a plan for the rest of the year, and then before we get into season two of Game of Thrones. Yes, I do have a few things that I think are gonna be fun to do. A few more supplementals to get us through the year. We might take a break after that, a small one. Yeah, maybe. It depends because we'll be. Yeah, we'll, back we're gonna in talk about it. It's be stressful, and I don't want to think about that right now. But yeah, <laughs> neither here nor there. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, but if you know, if you disagree with what we rated this episode, just let us know. You can DM us on Instagram. What's our Instagram? Back underscore into underscore throne. Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you think this was a fantastic episode, if you hated this episode, I want to know why. If you really, really hated it. You know, if you loved it, you know, that would be cool to know exactly what we got wrong, maybe what you think we that you Yeah, this is all this different. is all subjective, so everyone's opinion's valid. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're a team green. No, I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. You're only kidding. <laughs> I won't say anything. Okay. But yeah, if you wanna, you know, subscribe to us on Podcast Central. Spotify, <laughs> Spotify Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Anchor is a good one. Anchor's fun. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be back in three weeks. Bye. Three weeks. Three days. <laughs> we're we're my, our brains have melted in the apocalypse of school. We're like in our senior year of college, so that's like Yep. Methods. Observing. Yeah. Thesis paper. Well next semester's gonna be student teaching. Yay. Yeah, so we we'll be back in a few days. Just three, four? I don't know. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Bye. Like King George and Hamilton. Bye. <laughs>